0: Hi, my name is Kristen Zermicheski. I'm from New Liskert, Ontario, and I played for Syracuse Women's Ice Hockey, and you are listening to College Hockey Talk.
1: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matthew, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I'm joined by former Syracuse women's hockey player, Kristen Sierra Machesky. In this interview, we talk about Kristen's college hockey experience with Yale, winning a CHA championship, and we also talk about what Kristen is up to now with North Carolina. However, before we get to today's interview, I'd just like to ask you if you can please follow us on social media, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter at Kalichalki Talk. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch other interviews of Kala Hockey Talk. And make sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our Apple podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps the podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I would truly appreciate it if you did those things. Now, without further ado, here's today's episode with Kristen. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, former Syracuse women's hockey player Kristen Sierra Macheski joins the show. Kristen, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. And how's everything going?
0: Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, I'm super excited to be here.
1: Well, I'm excited to have you on. I guess you graduated Syracuse um, last year. Uh, what have you been up to since um, since graduation? Have you been doing anything interesting, whether it's hockey related or non hockey related?
0: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind since graduating Syracuse. Um, Graduated with my um, master's, my undergraduate degree in sport management and was really looking into going to play somewhere in Europe, Um, but then I got the opportunity to um, get my master's degree at the number one sport administration school in the state. So I said, okay, kind of weighing out my checks and balances and and, uh, took a limb on that. So actually here I'm at uh, University of North Carolina, um, getting my master's degree and I wasn't, there wasn't quite the same amount of hockey as uh, as New York, so I decided to check out some other sports, and I actually walked onto the rowing team here, so I am totally um, in unfrozen water now, and it's very weird, very interesting, but um, an awesome sport to stay super fit and hopefully uh, continue in the ACC.
1: Yeah. Well, I, did you ever consider going back to Syracuse for your fifth year? Because I know all the seniors had that option. And I'm not sure how many um, girls in your class chose to stay for another year. Because it yeah. seemed like only like one or two of them chose to stay.
0: Yeah. So there's three of them that stayed for their fifth year. Um, definitely was something in the back of my mind. Um, but as soon as I figured out that I could get um, my master's degree at like this school that has the best program, I just couldn't. I couldn't turn it down. There's nine of us that get into the program and I was lucky enough to be one of them after this crazy interview process. And I just, I just couldn't turn it down. So I definitely Mm. did consider it. Um, There's amazing programs at Syracuse also, but I just, I really couldn't turn this one down.
1: Yeah. Is it weird because I'm not a big college basketball guy, but I know UNC and Syracuse are big college basketball rivals. So who do you cheer for? Um, uh, is that going to be kind of awkward um, once you graduate? Like who are you going to pick uh, to cheer for when they play each other? Hey,
0: it's got to be – that's got to be like the hardest decision ever. Um, actually, part of the program here at UNC, we work all the athletic events. So whenever Syracuse comes to town, I'm like wearing some orange underneath, but I do have to wear the blue. Um but no, in terms of basketball, um, it's pretty cool to to look back and just realize, like, I got to go to all those games as a fan. And now here at UNC, I'm working the game. So you see it from a really different perspective, but definitely still a huge, um, very much bleed orange, but also um, getting to getting into the Tar Heel culture over here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I guess um how's the how's North Carolina? I've I've never been there before. Seems like a cool spot. Um,
0: Yeah, no, North North Carolina Carolina is amazing. It's um, well, a lot warmer than New York or where I'm from in Canada. Um even throughout the whole year, it's been like we've got one little snowfall. The people here are amazing. Chapel Hill is a is a really beautiful and awesome place. I love it so far. Got to go to one one canes game. That's Mm -hmm. kind of the only hockey action I've had, which is kind of a downer because i really miss it um but north carolina has been has been awesome
1: well the canes have been really good this year so you, i'm assuming you saw them win um one i the-
0: didn't i saw them in their one game that they lost six <laughs> nothing but i kid you not the fans and the environment and the whole place was still absolutely crazy so uh, as much as it was it sucked to watch them lose it was like still got the feeling for how amazing the place was and how hockey is actually a thing here, which I really didn't expect. Um, so that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think the team, as the, the recent success has really helped the hockey grow in North Carolina. And I think that's big because I want to see, especially for me as a college hockey fan, I want to see college hockey grow in spots that don't have teams. And I feel like the ACC would be a perfect spot. I think it'd be cool for to sure. have a Tar Heel hockey. I know they have a club team, but I think those jerseys would be absolutely gross to see them play. I don't know. I feel like that will be cool. I just want to see some more college hockey teams. I'm surprised they don't have more. In hey, the I would
0: I would love to vouch to get some college hockey over here.
1: Yeah, so that would be pretty cool. But, no, I'm glad the Canes are doing well. I'm a big Bruins fan, and I know one of our best players, Brad Marchand, is not the biggest fan of the Hurricanes if you've been uh, following along the news. so Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, like so that's good that uh, North Carolina is going well, I guess. Um, that's the only hockey-related um, – have you – how was the game though overall? Like who did they play? I'm just curious because my next question was any hockey related stuff, but I'm just curious. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure they were the playing. Cool. Done.
1: Um, I'm just curious how the game went.
0: Yeah. I think they're, I think they're playing Columbus. Um, and obviously it was a huge surprise that they lost anyway, because they were literally on fire. Um, honestly, walking into an, to an arena really brought back a lot of weird emotions for me. I have really been honestly focused so much on rowing and, you know, school and all this other stuff that like you kind of you kind of slowly forget and then you just as soon as you see it or even watch it on tv I watch Syracuse play all the time the girls and it's hard sometimes to watch because you really really do miss it but then you realize that you're you know you're still doing great things and, and moving on in a different direction
1: yeah and how's rowing, Bang? because that's one of the toughest sports um to play in but it's a good workout. You work out, I think, 75% of your muscles. So oh, man. you must be feeling yeah. good after each um practice. For
0: sure. It was probably the biggest shock of my life getting on an erg, um, and actually doing like full tilt workouts is so hard, but so different than hockey practice. So um, no, rowing has been awesome. Um the the team of girls is really cool. I mean, there's like 40 of us right now and they are all like rock stars. They love it. They're super passionate about it, but they also just like, I'm the only, I'm one of the only grad students. There's two of us there and having experience in a whole different sport um, and a whole different realm of, of activity is pretty interesting perspective to bring to the team. So rowing has been, has been pretty
1: awesome too. Now is rowing a spring sport, fall sport? Um, How does the schedule work?
0: Yeah. So we row our seasons in the spring. We'll actually race against Syracuse and do all that fun stuff in the ACC um, cause unlike Syracuse women's ice hockey, we are actually in the ACC instead of the CHA. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, the, the seasons in the spring and then, um, fall season and throughout kind of, I guess the middle of winter, we have been training like crazy. It's pretty much like training camp all fall and winter. And then spring is like race time. So I got to do one race in the fall that went fine. Um, it was a longer race than normal, so um not really indicative of exactly where our team's gonna be, but um, I'm super excited for race season. I think it's I've heard it's a pretty exciting like kind of like the the rush of a hockey game,
1: yeah, yeah, no i i I, I love rowing myself. I have a rowing machine, so um it's definitely something that I'm a big fan of. I haven't done it in real life, though that's the thing, so that that would be a little bit of adjustment, but I definitely want to try it because I'm a big kayak guy. I do it sometimes during the summer, so. That'll be fun um, to do that sometime. But no, that's great that the rowing's going well for you. And um, I'm excited. Yeah. To, um, hopefully, your team has success. I um, don't know anything about rowing um, in college, but I'll be rooting for you, I guess. Since well, be- thank you. I literally,
0: coming into it, like I said, I had zero idea what I was getting myself into. Um, and I'm deep into it now. Love it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Well, I kind of want to transition and talk about your hockey career for a little bit because this is a college hockey podcast. But uh, So I want to start off with the beginning of your career and kind of work all the way up to where um, you are now with um, Syracuse or where you were with Syracuse last year. So uh, you're from New Lizkurd, Ontario. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. But talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey?
0: Yeah, so in New Lizkurd we had – I played boys hockey for a long time. Um, Of course, I feel like a lot of us had to do so. Um, My dad kind of introduced me to hockey when I was super young. My sister played, so I wanted to be just like her. Um, And then my mom was a track and field coach, so she was trying to get me to do all that stuff. So it was just a lot of sports thrown at us at one time, but I really, really stuck to hockey. Um, Loved it from the start. And From there, I kind of played, I played boys and girls hockey actually at the same time in New Lisker. And then um, I got the opportunity to play in North Bay. So it's like a two hour drive from my small town. My dad and I drove like two to three times a week. It was crazy. Um, Had a great season, had a couple great seasons with the North Bay ice bolts, Um, mid mid to double A there, and then moved to Stony Creek. So that's when I got an opportunity to move away from home and bill it with another family who literally is now my second family. They're amazing. And played with Stony Creek. So the transition from like literally me as a child to me becoming like actually grown has been translated through my whole hockey career. So I'd always been um, a forward. And when I got to Stony Creek, I got transitioned to defense. And then from there on out, I was like, this back and forth player that can kind of survive doing both and just give whatever the team needed at that point. So that was kind of a unique thing that I did growing up.
1: And that's really interesting that you had a sister that also played hockey because talking to other women's hockey players, it seems like they had an older brother that really influenced them to play hockey. So how cool is that to have a sister that influenced you to play hockey? Because not many people can say that from what, from who I've talked to.
0: Yeah. So my sister was, uh, nothing crazy competitive, but definitely was like an all-star in my eyes when I was a little kid, right? So um, I would go out and play with their team every once in a while when they needed an extra player. And she always took me under her wing and kind of showed me some things. And then uh, now I, every time I go home, I try to teach her a couple things. Nice. <laughs> got to give back. You got to give back, right?
1: <laughs> who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the Leafs or was it a female player on the national team? Like who was someone um, you looked up to growing up?
0: Yeah, so I've always looked up to and I still look up to Tessa benum She um I actually got the chance to go to one of her hockey camps when I was gosh, I don't even remember how old I was, but pretty young and she kind of took me under her wing. Um realized how passionate I was about the game. We would stay on the ice after and she would be teaching me things and um she actually ended up calling me Little T and I called her Big T. So she was like I was like her little her little gem and she was like my literal hero growing up and then when I was actually about to go to Syracuse um she was she was getting into like hockey like broadcasting so I was like oh I want to be broadcasting and Syracuse has an amazing amazing broadcasting program so I just uh really wanted to follow Tessa's steps Tessa Bonham. love
1: her yeah Yeah, (laughs) no she was the only memory I have of Tessa Bonham is I don't know if you remember this but it was a U.S. Canada game I think it was like in Vermont I don't know what happened, but it was, like, one of the few women's hockey fights that are out there. You can, like, YouTube it, I'm pretty sure. But, like, it was, like, crazy. There was a lot oh, of yeah. something And I remember she was, like, in it. And I was, like, her, I think it was one of the Lamaro twins, if I'm not mistaken. But definitely. It was, hey, it was that's
0: pretty- one of the other reasons I love Tessa. She's not afraid to get in there. And I'm definitely that type of player, too. So,
1: yeah. love that. Oh, I love it when like the women's hockey players get in those scrums. You don't see it too often, but it's awesome. It makes the game more fun to watch because I wish there was a little more um, of that in women's hockey. I don't think you see it too much, um, at least when some of the college hockey games I've seen.
0: Yeah, it often gets stopped really early, which sometimes is is, is unfair, but actually understandable for the most part because it's super, I mean, women's hockey is super focused on the game itself instead of everything else around it, so Um, positive or negative, whatever it is, when it does happen, it is pretty exciting.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, but I I recommend someone, if they're listening to this, to Google it, because it's a pretty, pretty interesting um, tilt. And then there was another, like, fight that happened, like, a few months later. Like, it's... That year...
0: That year, well, there was some heat. There was yeah. some heat that year, for sure.
1: But um, Canada did end up getting on the top. I think they won the gold medal in 14, but USA obviously got revenge in 18. So we'll see what happens in this Olympics. It seems the rivalry from that kind of perspective seems to have toned down, but it's still pretty – it's still still fun to watch the U.S. and Canada play um, for women's hockey. It's nothing better than that. Yes. Yeah. Now, before College Hockey, like you said, you play for the Stony Creek Sabres. Um, how did you get the opportunity to go to that team? Because you were talking about it was your first time moving away from home. Um, how did that yeah. process work, and how did Stony Creek kind of find you?
0: Yeah, so when I was playing Midget AA with North Bay, we went to some tournaments, um, went to the the really big tournament in Stony Creek. Um, I can't remember what it's called right now, but there's one really big tournament that has a bunch of scouts, and it's at Stony Creek's home arena. And it was funny because – my dad and I were just watching games because we'd watch all the games at the tournament. Cause you know, you never want to go back to the hotel. You're always watching. And then we ended up talking to this guy and it ended up being the Stony Creek Sabres coach and Brian, um, that was his name. And he was awesome. He took me under his wing at Midget AA double a. And then, um, after two years of playing in Midget double a, I moved to the junior team where Stacy Stacy was our coach. Then she was awesome. Um, And I was one of the first that had moved away from home to go actually billet and play for them. So, um, it was really, really special to go and and kind of literally leave, not leave a life behind, but like start your new hockey career in, in a new city with a new high school and just a lot of new things just to, just to kind of get to where you want to be. And that was, for me, that goal was to get a D one scholarship.
1: And talk about your experience with Stony Creek. Like what's the best memory you have with that team and, um, talk about the players you played with because stony creek um just looking at recently like a lot of uh, pretty much their whole team goes d1 it seems like just uh, doing research on the organization
0: yeah so lots of girls from stony um well the, the most prevalent one victoria clinic um we played together in stony and now she's at syracuse she's there for fifth year she's absolutely killing it so that's really exciting um i played with a lot of great hockey players in stony um Biggest rivalries was against Oakville. Um, we would always play. We obviously we would play a huge schedule, and then we would go to the PWH, or to the PHL finals, and then or not PHL. Um,
1: PWHL.
0: PWHL. Duh. Um, I'm thinking about the uh, WNHL now. Um, so we'd go to the finals, and then uh, we have the uh, provincials that, like two weekends later. So it was always fun because it was like, okay, if you lost that, you got a second chance to go back. Um, so we had some great, great runs um, with Stony Creek. Uh, the, actually throwing it back to like when I was super young, we actually won the provincial championships in like Bantam double B or something. So that was a really fun experience. And every time I went to provincials from there in Stony Creek and everything like that, I would never forget those times, but, Stony was awesome. It was, um, we we would have obviously practice like normal games every weekend. But I just remember those, like everyone just literally being obsessed with playing hockey. We'd have like skills practices where it could just be like you and the coaches and going off and working on, that's where I kind of transitioned to defense, played a lot, a lot of defense in that case. And that's where, as funny as it sounds, that's where I learned my slap shot which was a very exciting time for me. Um, that's mostly where they like grounded our skills and like shot blocking and all these skills that would really translate to college hockey. So that was by far the closest and best transition to uh, to moving into Syracuse for sure.
1: Yeah, how cool is it to play with uh, Victoria and juniors and then go into college? And then also Jessica, she played for Oakville. That must have been kind of weird for you to be rivals and juniors and then play on the same it team.
0: so funny because, so my one of my best friends, um, in high school was Emma Maltese and she plays in, she played in Oakville. Now she's at Ohio state and she's actually in the, at the Olympics right now, which is absolutely insane. So well-deserved. She's amazing. But she went to my high school and played with Jess and Oakville. So it was always like, Oh, we love each other in high school. And then we hate each other on the ice, obviously. So um, when Jess and I both committed to Syracuse and clinic had already been committed to Syracuse, every time we got on the ice, it was like, great, fun and games before, haha! Ha, you look cool and orange. And then on the ice, it was like, it's go time. I don't care who you are. I don't yeah. care what you do. When Once the pucks dropped, it's game time.
1: Yeah. And you also played with Alexa Vasco as well, who became one of your biggest rivals in college. That must hey, be kind of funny. Vasco I and I
0: – exactly. <laughs> Vasco and I are still literally – she's still one of my best friends today. Um, again, one of the biggest rivals, uh, Syracuse and Mercyhurst, 100%. Um, she is, she reminds me of Emma on the ice. Literally both of them are just so speedy, so smart. Um, have hands speed, literally all the things that you need. Um, I never forget her practicing with us all the time and Sony. And just like, I always wanted to go one-on-one against Vasco
1: mm-hmm. because
0: that was how I was going to get better if I go against her. So that was awesome. And then I played with Courtney mod too. She's at Merrimack.
1: Um,
0: she was awesome too. So there's. A lot of great people at Stony to play against, and then see them all again in uh, in college was really fun.
1: Now, how did it prepare you for college hockey? I feel like you kind of answered that question a little bit. Did it, like help um, tone your skills, um, but also like how did it prepare you like balancing both academics and hockey because that's another adjustment uh, for college for sure. hockey that some players aren't prepared for. But I feel like PWHL does a good job of preparing that from other players I've talked to.
0: Yeah, PW really does prepare you. I mean, it's a lot more. You know, like going to the rink at night for practice every time, and then and then heading back to school during the day and whatever. Which is obviously a transition to um, college when your your practice might be right in the morning and then whatever at night. So definitely teaches you those skills um, about time management, priorities. Um, it's funny because obviously being a student athlete, you have to put your student part first, but there's a lot of times where we put our sport first. So it's It's definitely a battle, but Sony really, really helped me get ready to kind of take on whatever it is on the ice, whether, like I said, whether it's forward, defense, shot blocking, shooting, um, all those little skills that were much needed in Syracuse. But, um, also that time management piece was huge, especially being away from home.
1: Now talk about your recruiting process with Syracuse. What was that like? What made you want to go to Syracuse versus other schools you might've looked at, um, just because, like, when you think of Syracuse, hockey isn't the first thing that, like, pops in many people's minds. So, I guess, what, how did the school kind of convince you to join their hockey team, and when did you kind of find out that was the right school for you?
0: Yeah, so I spoke with a couple schools, and all, honestly, the recruiting process was one of my favorites. I love talking on the phone with coaches and kind of, like, you know, you're kind of interviewing them at the same time as they're interviewing you. They're talking about hockey skills, but they really want to know what type of person you are. Um, so it was really fun to get to know a lot of coaches. But when I would talk on the phone with like with Paul, um, Coach Ali, and um, Brendan, it was like they all just really felt homey. I know it sounds funny, but they asked me to come visit. Um, I went to visit Syracuse with both my parents, walked around campus, did all that, and then went to the rink and saw the absolutely amazing like locker room and all this stuff. And it just seemed so surreal that that was, that could be mine. So it was actually on my unofficial visit when I sat in the, in the uh, coach's room and it was like my, it was literally my very first college hockey visit. I'd spoke with other schools, but I hadn't visited. And I sat in the coach's room and they offered me my, my full ride. And it was like, yeah, I don't even want to visit anywhere else because this place just feels right. And of course, still nine hours away from home or whatever it is, it's really far, but it was as close as it was going to get. So it just felt like all those pieces kind of fell into place. And I, again, during the recruiting process, the Syracuse coaches are everywhere. They were traveling and always watching Stoney, especially because Clemica had already committed. So it worked out so well. They could watch us both and um, they liked what they were seeing and the progress that that we had over the years. So it was awesome.
1: What was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed of the game, the physicality, or was it the decision-making, especially as a defender, you have to make quicker decisions with the puck? um, Yeah, no,
0: for sure. I think I wasn't too worried about the physicality because I've always been one of the bigger, stronger girls on the ice, and that didn't worry me. Definitely the speed, um, I had to work on getting a little faster instead of stronger. Um, But then decision-making was huge. I mean, just being that defense that has to control the play, and like realizing that, you know, F1, F2, sometimes F3 are coming at you as fast as they can. Like, that was the biggest adjustment. You just got to have your head up making those decisions before you can even think about
1: it. Yeah, I'm assuming like the first day of practice for you, see Lindsay Eastwood making those quick decisions. And you just realize, like, man, this is a lot different than juniors. So you have to kind of put the work into just be capable of um, competing with those players.
0: Yeah, Lindsay was, well, Lindsay was one of my, is one of my best friends and she still is one of my mentors, like literally learned so much from Lindsay on the ice and and off the ice. She, um, very much plays an, like a offensive defense game. She's amazing, like such a goal scorer. Amazing. Um, but I just like to, to think that like our size and the way we move is very similar just because we are both bigger, taller girls. Right. So, um, just watching her and realizing that, Hey, I can, you know, I can be like that. I can do this stuff. It was it was pretty awesome.
1: Now, talk about your freshman year with Syracuse. What are some things you learned that season? And talk about the team's performance that season as well, from your perspective.
0: Yeah, so that season was was a tough adjustment. Obviously, um, just speed wise was was absolutely crazy. Um, the, mostly the girls on my team. I was amazed. I was just like, these girls are so good. I need to move so fast. It was a tough adjustment, again, those decision making that decision making process. you don't even have time to think. you just have to do. Um, the first I remember the first but my first game in the uniform was against Ottawa, which was kind of funny because, of course, Canadian team coming to play us our first game. and then um, we went out to Bemidji, and I remember those first those first two games tied, and then we ended up losing. Um, but the travel and the you know you got to get down and put your body on the line. I'll never forget one of my, one of my seniors actually got injured in that first game. And I'm like, this is real. Like this is happening. You got to do this. You got to put your body on the line, all this fun stuff. And then of course that, that season um, Wisconsin came out and played us those next two games. So
1: um, that's a big wake up call.
0: (laughs) No, exactly. Like literally just getting thrown into it. At, in the best, at the best way possible. Like mm-hmm. it was the best way to open your eyes to the fact that, like this is happening. You're not playing every shift. You are going to earn your time because you're a hard worker and you're, you grind out there. That's how you earn it. Um, but even against Wisconsin, we, um, lost the, f- we lost both games, but the first game was really close. I think it was like one, nothing. So that was pretty exciting. Um, and then the rest of that, the rest of that season, I have no other words than learning. I learned so much during that season positionally. Um, I didn't really play that much on the PK, um, which I ended up playing a lot, um, at the end of the, at the end of my career, but, um, just learning from the older girls, really watching and understanding that like my time is going to come once I've perfected these skills, you know, that was definitely, um, a huge, huge learning year for sure.
1: Yeah, didn't Wisconsin have up win the national championship that year. So that must that,
0: be, I'm pretty sure that was think, uh,
1: who was on that team? Like I think Emily Clark was probably on that team, probably a yeah, like nurse as well. So that must have been like yeah, the I
0: think they team. were still she might have left. I can't remember exactly who it was, but yeah, they were mm-hmm. a very good, a very good team.
1: Now let's transition to your sophomore year because that's probably the most memorable year hockey-wise for your team winning the CHA championship. However, when we talk about the sophomore year, Your team did not start off well. Um, I guess talk about the adversity your team faced to start off that season. And I guess when did everything start to change? And talk about it from like a player's perspective. Just because just looking at the schedule, it seems like you went to Montreal, and that's when things started to click for the team um, after that.
0: For sure. So actually, beginning of that season, everyone was so excited. We were good. We were rolling. Um, Things weren't going the greatest. And before Christmas break is when we had like, four tough losses in a row. It was like Wisconsin and Colgate and these tough, tough games that we were playing. And then of course we go to Montreal, which was a great team building experience to start. And then we play these Canadian teams and we're like, okay, now we're rolling. Like things are going okay. And then we hop off that and get a couple losses and then kind of get into the, get a little bit into the groove of things. Um, beating Mercyhurst, that year, of course, Mercyhurst is always our rival. So um, sweeping them in their rink that year was probably the turning point. As much as Montreal seems it on paper, like that sweep was absolutely huge. And I remember um, Lindsay and I were out because we were injured. I'm pretty sure it was this year we were injured. And that was tough to, tough to watch, but such crazy thing to experience. And then we roll into like the end of the season happened so fast. This, that year was probably like the one that, flew by the most and then literally the CHA tournament was just the most memorable thing ever I remember you know you remember you don't remember everything about every game but you never forget most things about that final Robert Morris game it was just the most exciting thing and even like even in the the game against Mercyhurst before it was 4-3 like it was a great great game and then just rolling into Robert Morris. Obviously it was a huge, a huge win. Like we, it was like six, two. Mm-hmm. Six, yeah. Six, two. And I got moved to forward that weekend and I scored in the finals. That was the most, I'm not a scorer. Like that wasn't expected out of me, but it happened and it was so exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that weekend was absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, no, it's just crazy. That's what makes college hockey so great. It's like you could, not me kind of be like kind of mediocre throughout the regular season. But once playoff time comes, if you just kick in gear, you know, you can go on that run and anything's possible. And I don't think you can say that about most college sports, to be honest with you, maybe basketball as well.
0: Hey, we definitely overcame a lot that year. We really just came together as a team to decide in the tournament, like there's nothing to, to leave out here. And we even throughout the whole season, we were working so hard, like positionally, skill wise, And everything just clicked together at the right time. And Then, of course, going to the tournament and playing Wisconsin was a great experience. That the barn was full in Wisconsin. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, obviously it was tough to lose. You never want to lose like that. But it was the it was a great it was a great experience. And I still have have like rumble in my stomach thinking about losing because we, you know, it was only four nothing or something. But it was just. Those moments that you never forget. And like, I remember there was like a couple shots that were blocked that were just like game changers, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just all those little things you remember about those experiences.
1: Hey, just to put in perspective, though, I don't think Wisconsin allowed a single goal in that tournament. So if there's like any like silver lining to it, it's like no one could have scored on that team anyway. So
0: yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I just, I just wish it was us, you know?
1: Yeah. We'll talk about like winning the CHA championship because I'm for my if, if I'm correct on it, that was Syracuse's first ever um, CHA championship win. So, what was it like being part of that team? And uh, what do you like? Uh, how what were you feeling, I guess, when you lifted lifted up that trophy for the first time?
0: Oh man, it was like every single person and every single piece of sweat and tears that had been put into creating such an amazing culture and such a great team was like finally being realized. It was an amazing moment, obviously for coach Paul, he'd been there for so long. He's, he's there for so long and he, this was his first title, but he's always gotten so close. And again, it was just that group of girls that really clicked and worked together. And just the, the moment of like raising the trophy and seeing him raise the trophy is what really got us like absolutely crazy. Like he told us all along, this team is meant to do it and going to do it. And it happens, you know, so <laughs> it was such an amazing feeling and it was nothing but deserved. Finally, you know, it had it had was a year of a season of of such hard work. So it was it was really great to see um a lot of alumni too and just knowing that they created that for us. So it was pretty neat.
1: Yeah. And also like going to LeBan and having that experience must have been very beneficial because it just helps the program. Uh Go um, uh, help the program um, um, get better every every year.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that was the biggest game we've really ever played in, right? Like just yeah.
1: crazy,
0: just atmosphere wise and everything like that. It's it was amazing.
1: Did you get shirred in that game? Because I heard the fans are pretty rowdy in Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, they they were pretty rowdy, and their mascot was like dancing before the game on the ice. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But um, honestly, I'm one of those players that I just I'm on the ice. I don't hear, don't see what's going on outside, but definitely some chirps on the ice. But um, I couldn't care less what the fans are saying.
1: Yeah, well, because they can't even get to D1 hockey. They're paying to watch you play. That's how you have to, that's the mindset you have to have. That's how, I, that's what I tell other players.
0: Hey, <laughs> you said it, not me.
1: <laughs> no, but it's like, if you think about it, it's like kind of the, it's kind of the honest truth. Like that's why I'm not the biggest fan um, heckler, I think is the right word. Like I never heckle players. It's like, what am I doing? Like I'm, I'm the one who's paying to watch them play, and I couldn't even get to that level. So, the, what, yeah. what, what's the point? And honestly, like it doesn't really do much. So,
0: yeah, exactly. That's and that's what I mean. That's, that's the key for me. Is it does nothing. It doesn't doesn't hurt me. It doesn't phase me. I don't really hear it anyway. So why? I don't know.
1: Like as a fan, I feel like you have to kind of motivate your team, be positive. I think that actually helps more um, than heckling the other team because they're just gonna ignore it. But if you hype up your team, it's gonna make them work even harder and potentially um overcome the opponent that they're playing. So that's that's my strategy as a fan.
0: Yeah, for sure. I love it.
1: Now obviously let's get into your senior year, just because that was another kind of monumental season for your team. Uh you were named captain. Uh talk about what it was like being named captain of the team and what leadership style did you bring? Were you a vocal leader, lead by example? Um how did that all work out?
0: Yeah, so um junior year I was an assistant captain um really learning from from Lindsay Eastwood along the way and then obviously being named um captain senior year was was a dream come true I mean a lot a lot of my you know my playing time and everything had just been so earned by hard work that I feel like my leadership style was just was I could get there and so could you um I wouldn't say, I, I would say I'm a, kind of a mix of both of those leadership styles. I definitely am, am vocal. I like to motivate the girls, but I also like to learn a lot about what they need to be motivated. If they don't need to be kind of like, hey, let's go type of vibe, then I'll I'll pull back and I'll just, I'll talk to them more. Um, but definitely lead by example when it comes to like when people are getting down, you know, just making sure to, to stay up and uh, be that leadership. But what a year to be in a leadership role because the the things that our team had to overcome. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> obviously COVID, like every other team had to overcome, but we went the whole year until the very end without getting um, any sort of it. So yeah. that was very exciting.
1: Yeah, and I think one, th- I think people don't realize like how how much how like such an achievement is to be named team captain. I remember seeing something that Tom Brady said where it's like one of his greatest He says one of his greatest accomplishments is being voted team captain in college just because the people in the locker room chose him to be the leader of the team I'm assuming you probably had that same kind of feeling about it
0: oh for sure and it's it's kind of a surreal feeling to know that like all these other girls feel that way you Mm -hmm. know and they have that sort of respect and I feel like that's because I have that respect for them and you know I I love that team to death they were amazing and we went through a lot together so to have a to have and believe in a leader during that type of time is even harder. So as much as it was tougher than a normal season, um, it was that much more of an honor.
1: Yeah. And there was a lot of new players on that team too. Like it felt like there was a big freshman class. So that must've been like another thing as a leader to, but you had some really talented freshmen like Tatum White, I think is one of the best players in the CHA. She's so much fun to watch and same with Sarah Thompson. So uh, no, they're they're,
0: they're both, (laughs) literally that whole freshman class was awesome. But, what a hard year to transition and try to teach them about, you know, time management. And like, this is how college hockey is played because we're not, we, we were getting games postponed here and there. And we're like, this is not normal. Like, I promise you. yeah Um, And it had nothing to do with us. Like we had so many, I wouldn't say strict rules, but we put a lot of like rules into place to make sure that we could play. All Mm -hmm. we wanted to do was play and, you know, go out there and be hockey players and, there's a lot of games that had to be postponed because of, and it was mostly because of other teams at this point. Um, Well, it was all because of other teams at that point, that whole year. So it was, it was, that was a very, very tough, tough season to get through, but it was amazing at the same time.
1: Yeah. What was like the key through getting through all those challenges? Because obviously the fans weren't in the building. So that must be tough to not have your family there. Um, But also, but but also having games postponed, um, I feel like, Um, like as a goalie, like, you know, you're so routine based and to have the routine thrown off, like it's not fun. So like, how did you kind of manage to get through all those challenges?
0: Oh, I will never forget. I think it was, I can't even remember what game it was because it happened so many times, but I lived with four, three seniors in my house, four seniors total. And there's just some games where we would literally go to the rink, be getting ready. And then the game was postponed and we would all just come home, be sitting in the kitchen and staring at each other. Like, this is insane. (laughs) All you want to do is play hockey. Like so and you know, it it is tough because you get so, you know, you get so fired up to be on the ice. You're you've practiced, you've scouted the teams, you know, you've done your video, you've done your individual skills that you want to practice for those games. Just like crazy amount of work to just throw away. But we really emphasize that it wasn't being throw away, it was being accumulated for the next game. So that's how we had to approach it is like for every postpone or even for every loss, like there's a win coming because we're we're working for it like we just had to be super super positive even when it felt like everything was getting canceled in the world literally
1: Mm -hmm. and obviously the highlight of that season was when your team beat Penn State in the CHA semifinals Um, I kind of want to talk to you about that game what was it like um, beating Penn State because I feel like everyone thought they were the favorites to win the CHA that year people kind of wrote the other teams in the CHA off to be honest with you so how good did it feel to kind of pull off that upset and make it to the CHA final um, it, and kind of showed that like um, it doesn't matter like um what the rankings are like, um any team can win on any given night.
0: Yeah. Again, that, that was, uh, that was the, that was Penn state was like all hyped up to be everything. And it was just the best feeling to beat them. Honestly, it was, I remember that game we get, we got, um, it was like, it was three, two. And I remember one of our, um, well, Maddie, I remember Maddie and Emma's goals because I was on and, um, Emma obviously being Pulaski, being one of my best friends passed the puck up to Emma. And it was like one of the best feelings to get that, that solidifying goal. Obviously you never solidified at three, two, but like that three, that's that third goal was huge. And then they scored two in the third, the second or the third, it was later in the game. So obviously things getting a little bit scary, but we we really really focused on getting ahead in front of those teams first because that's how we that was our that was how we needed to win we couldn't we couldn't fall behind because it never ended well um, but really a huge huge start to that game that was that was awesome and then um, just beating them and seeing just knowing that they were supposed to win or supposed to do this and then beating them was the best feeling.
1: And then obviously you played your final college hockey game um, against Robert Morris that um, in that CHA final, Uh, just talk about the emotions that you were feeling um, after that loss, because it seemed like that senior year was kind of similar to that sophomore year with the playoff run that your team was having. And unfortunately to come up short and have it be like a one nothing game. um, That must've been tough, but also did you kind of know that that was going to be your final college hockey game? So that must've been emotional just from that aspect as well. Like once you kind of realized it was all over.
0: It, was uh, such an emotional roller coaster. Um, obviously, they, they scored their goal in the first period, so that was probably the craziest part is that the game was so back and forth the whole time, and then we're like, Oh, come on, we got we're, we can get them back type of thing. We're adjusting our plays, doing all these things, and we are getting chances chances like we're talking, like. Oh, shots from like slots like super open oh just amazing opportunities and just can't bury it but then we're making great defensive plays on the same end because we literally it's one nothing from the first period so just like the most solid game um i remember the first after the first period we we really needed to step it up but then through the second and third things got things got a lot better and we just we just couldn't could it end up scoring that game? But when the buzzer, when we heard the buzzer, we literally still had hope with two seconds left because we still hadn't got down in there. And it was crazy um, how close it was. But the emotions, you know, still thinking at that point that I might continue to play somewhere else. But just knowing I wouldn't wear that jersey on this team and have that opportunity again was, was tough. Definitely a roller coaster of emotions for sure.
1: And I guess let's kind of move on to a positive thing. Like when you think about your college hockey experience with Syracuse, like what's the best memory you have? Was it winning that Penn State game or was it winning the CHA championship or was it just um, making so many new friends, I guess, um, with people hey, that you never would have thought you have met before if it wasn't for hockey?
0: It's probably all of that combined. But this, the, that CHA championship game at the Harbor Center was probably, well, definitely one of my greatest hockey memories of all time. Um, just knowing we had – accomplished something that they, that Syracuse hadn't ever before, um, was an amazing feeling. And then being a part of a team that, um, was so well-rounded and had so much impact on, you know, Syracuse athletics as a whole, um, especially that year was, was a great feeling. Those, those teammates are literally always your family and it's, it's a pretty cool experience, especially at Syracuse.
1: So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. If you need any time to think about any of these questions, feel free to let me know. I'll be happy to give you my perspective on it as well. So first one is what sports moment do you think should have a documentary about it, like a 30 for 30?
0: Yeah, we well, we talked about this. Actually, there might be a 30 for 30 about it, but the one literal hockey game that I'll never forget is the 2014 Olympics in Soji. Mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned it before, but Um, I just remember I was in high school, it was on the TVs all over and everyone was like counting them out and shutting it off and just never forget those huge, huge moments. Um, just grew up watching all that Canadian national team hockey. And that was, that was such a great moment.
1: Not for me. I'm a USA fan. Uh, so that was not, not a little different memory for me, but luckily, they,
0: I 30 for 30, right? (laughs) No, but I also literally, that CHA game, that final game was exciting too. And that yeah. like, I feel like every single game, you know, if you take it from the locker room to the ice, there's just such an experience to learn from, you know, the, the different, you know, the plays that we're making, the video that we're watching, how we're translating that onto the ice. I feel like it's just all such a great experience.
1: Yeah. For mine, I'll probably choose the Red Sox win the World Series after the Boston Marathon bombing. I just think I don't know if they've done it before. I'm assuming they've done something like it. They but might
0: have, but yeah, totally.
1: I think that just because I'm being, being from Boston, like that um, um, tragedy really affected the city a lot, and to have the Red Sox win that World Series and kind of bring the city together in a really tough time was really cool. And no one expected the Red Sox to win it that year, so because they had one of the worst seasons the previous year. Right. So that was that would that'll be pretty cool to hear that documentary. And like David Ortiz hitting that home run against the Tigers, like it was just awesome experience. That's probably that should
0: be your next one.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I'll ESPN, If you're listening to this, feel free to <laughs> feel my idea, you know, uh, cause you, it was the Tom it was Tom Brady. Like it would be kind of cool to do a Tom Brady, Michael Jordan documentary like they did, but I feel like they've done that with the man in the arena stuff. So that's why I, I will change my answer for that. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week?
0: This one's hard because, so I'm in, I'm in sport administration. So we obviously learning a lot about um, college sports, but, but I would have to say reading about the NCAA and all the craziness that's going on right now with the college football playoffs and, you know, potentially breaking off the different ways that, that they can continue to make money with obviously student athletes and their name, image, and likeness. So just learning about the whole scheme of the NCAA is really, really interesting right now.
1: I guess for me, since we're having currently in the middle of an ice storm, uh, just learning about how freezing rain and sleet works and just the whole weather stuff. I find that pretty interesting. And I was watching like a 15 minute video about it on YouTube last night. So um, I don't know why it seems kind of boring, but for some people, but I found it pretty interesting.
0: I'm also reading this awesome book called a time to act. It's like it's black history matters. And it's a, it's just been an awesome book to continue to kind of learn Learn about everything going on in the world and history. So that's been that's been really cool to keep learning about and sharing with with a lot of people.
1: Now, who is the funniest player you played with at Syracuse Women's Hockey?
0: Oh man, there's there has been a lot of team, a lot of jokesters on my team. Um, the Funniest? Well, I'd have to say I'd have to say probably Allison Small. She's our the goalie that she's and she's also there for her fifth year. Um, there would just be, and I'm talking on the ice, literally (laughs) things she would say, uh, I think they have a couple mic'd up of her, but things she would say, faces she would make, um, just could never stop you from laughing, but, but also the most has the most passion for the game. Small is hilarious.
1: Now, who had the best style on the Syracuse women's hockey team? I want to hear your answer first. But I, I do. We do the segment on College Hockey Talk called "Best Outfits of the Week," and a lot of your teammates get featured on it. So, but I want to hear your perspective. Who has the best um, outfits? Um, okay, so this year.
0: is off the ice.
1: Yeah, off the ice. Yeah, because everyone looks the same on the ice. You all rock in the orange. So, off the ice, we're rocking very-
0: the orange. But some people have good, yeah. better style. You know, some people have the good tuck. Some people yeah. have the, the right tuck. You know. Um, Damn, that's a tough one. I feel like Syracuse Ice has really stepped up their style in the last <laughs> few years. No doubt about it. Um, Shelby Caloff always has, has some power, yeah. great outfits. She's definitely one of them, and so does Lauren Balfontaine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to leave it with those two.
1: Yeah. For me, honestly, Jessica has been featured on it a lot. And there was one outfit where it was like a jumpsuit Syracuse thing. It was like a road series, so, like, no one, like, dressed up. It was just, like, all in the jumpsuit, but it looked so cool, So and I thought she rocked it very well, so that's who I would pick. Or I think yeah. Tatum always does a good job with her outfits. Oh, yeah, Tatum so has out great
0: outfits, too. Yeah, Q-Size has really stepped up their swag game, I tell oh, yeah.
1: you. Oh, yeah, no, it's it, at the end of the season, I tell all the players who currently play them, like, the, who will win the best outfit of the year. It's, it's going to be a tough competition, I will say that. So I encourage any college hockey team to kind of show it off because I don't want to leave any team or player out.
0: Hey, it was my – one of my best friends, Tracy Edson, she takes pictures. She did amazing pictures for our team, and she was the one that kind of started taking, you know, the walk-in photos of us. Um,
1: and then the and, teams have been copying it too, so she might be oh, for it.
0: yeah, she, she should be copyrighted for that because that was – well, I'm sure they had it – other teams had it. But for our team, she, she yeah. definitely kicked it off.
1: Now, next non-hockey question is, hold on, let me pull that up. Um, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself and why?
0: I was thinking about this, and I literally, well, first of all, fun fact, I don't watch that much TV at all, so I'm not super into, like, actresses and actors. I would have to play my own. I, I don't it's even not know. Eminem
1: did it, so you, you can do it.
0: I literally don't know if anyone can, could, uh, if I could try to get anyone to match my... My craziness.
1: Yeah. I don't know who I would pick. I'll probably pick someone cool like Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, someone like that just because it would be cool to say they played me in a movie. And I know they look nothing like me, but I'll, I'll <laughs> say Andrew Garfield played me in a movie, people, that would be pretty impressive. So that's who I would I pick. It. I love it. <laughs> now back to some hockey questions now. First one is what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to pursue a career in college hockey?
0: Well, there could be so much, but I would just say embrace your role. I think, I mean, being someone who went from defense to forward to defense um, just really understand your strengths and weaknesses on the ice. I mean, I'm talking all on the ice right now, but um, definitely just like communicate with your coach, watching video, understanding that, you know, everyone has a specific spot on the team. You need, you need all those different types of players to be successful.
1: Now should body checking be allowed in women's hockey?
0: Well, I have to say it kind of is already. I mean, this is the most complicated to explain to anyone that doesn't know hockey. I'm like, yeah, we can't really, but, like, we do. So um, I feel like, yes, it should. Like, open ice hits shouldn't be that big of a deal as long as they're not dirty. And I feel yeah, like
1: that, that should be it is. against other women's hockey players, so I don't see why they won't let you do it.
0: Yeah, and I know, like, you know, being able to, to, hit, to hit people against the boards, you know, just mm. – it kind of makes the line even harder. Like if you yeah. hit, hit them super hard, then it's a penalty. But if you don't, it's okay. So, yeah. you know, uh, I I think it should be there, even though it kind of is a little bit.
1: Yeah. Must be, it would be cool to light someone up and have the whole bench go crazy.
0: Hey, it would bring some extra energy. That's for sure.
1: Have you ever had a big check in college hockey? Like I'm assuming you've played for four years. I feel like you probably bodied someone. Um,
0: yeah. 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 Definitely had a couple of big bodies. Um, I think it was my sophomore sophomore or junior year. I struggled with a lot of penalties because I was really figuring out that, you know, that that line between mm-hmm. what's a penalty and what's not. So um yeah. yeah, had some had some pretty big hits. Um, some probably illegal, but none super dirty, that's for sure.
1: Have you ever been checked before? Have you been bodied yourself? No one talks about that.
0: No one does talk about that. I haven't been like annihilated, that's for sure. Um mm-hmm. there's been there have been a couple times where, like, I've been hit like from behind, like the wrong yeah. ways. That probably shouldn't happen, and couldn't do anything about those. But yeah. they got penalties, and that's on them. So,
1: mm-hmm. it's like your what would be your mindset if, like, you got lit up and the other team's bench was going crazy? Like, I don't know. Like, how do you like handle that as a player? I'm curious about that. Do you just have to move on from it? Hey, man.
0: I first of all, I wouldn't let. Well, I wouldn't want to let that happen in the first place. <laughs> Someone would be brave to come at me yeah. like that, but. Um, <laughs> That would definitely just fire me up even
1: more. I don't even know. Just score a goal, and then you can kind of get even on, on the score. Yeah,
0: there you go. Exactly.
1: Now, final question for you is what should be done to help grow women's hockey, in your opinion? I feel like there's a. it's been growing a lot. I feel like it's gotten getting more popular, but I feel like there should be more stuff to be done. And from my perspective, I think it's actually after college hockey. I think there should be a like a pro league where – because a lot of the top women's hockey players, they either play in the PHF, WHPA, or in Europe. I feel like it would be nice to have, like, a league where all the top players play in. Um, I didn't think that would just help grow the sport, and people can, like, watch that one league. That's just from my perspective.
0: No, no doubt. I think, um, obviously, college hockey is huge, and I think if, if college hockey could have the exposure, and I mean, like, TV exposure, that, like, I know March Madness is a stretch, but, like, that's how people make their money. That's how people watch the game. That's how they get into it. It's by having a hyped up tournament of some kind. So if we could have either at the college hockey level or the pro level have something that has so much TV exposure that it's undeniable, I think um, women's hockey would would absolutely boom because when people do know it and love it, they watch it.
1: Yeah. You saw that with like, I think the college softball world series had better ratings than the college baseball world series. So if you just put it out there, people will watch.
0: Yeah. Yep exactly it's all about that the media the media stuff and getting you know also introducing the personalities of of these female hockey players like mm-hmm. they're pretty awesome so making sure to get that out there too
1: well do you have any shout outs you want to give before the interview ends any or former teammates family members friends if you, if you, you mentioned a couple people throughout the interview but if there's someone you forgot to mention feel free to shout them out
0: oh i have tons of shout outs but li- but to all my the syracuse players that i've played with um They've grown me into literally the person I am today, as cheesy as that sounds, on the ice and off the ice. It's it's been quite the experience. And then everyone that I've worked with at Syracuse worked in the athletic department, so that was awesome. And then obviously my family back at home, mom, dad, sister, and her husband, and and, uh, their their son, Clark, my first nephew, has been so cool to watch him grow up. And I can't wait till he becomes a little hockey stud of his own.
1: Are you a fun aunt?
0: Hey, I try to be. I'm, I'm <laughs> too far away, but I, I like to call him every day. Make sure he remembers. Yeah. Sure he remembers my name.
1: <laughs> that's you have to be the fun aunt because the usually the mom has to be the one that like is the mean one. So that's uh-huh. makes, you, makes you look better. That's how I. That's my, my 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 I guess parental advice. I guess that makes sense. Like yeah, if you're the I mom, should. you have to be like the mean yeah. one. But if you're the like uncle or aunt, you can be the fun one.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. That's too funny. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It means a lot to myself. Um, Good luck with uh, the rest of your time at UNC. I know you're going to do great, and good luck in rowing season as well. I hope you win some championships. Um, I'm not sure how it works, but I'll be rooting for you. That's for sure.
0: Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a good one.
1: Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye.